Well, good afternoon and happy Thursday. Good afternoon and happy Thursday, everybody. This is producer Kaina. Dr. Eileen is out of the office. So, I have a previously aired show for you. Please listen to Holding Space, previously aired in June of 2014. And no matter what the recording says, we will not have the chat room open and she's not here to answer your calls. You can, however, send any comments, questions, or topic suggestions to Healing House Radio, all one word, at d-healing-house.com. See you later. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a less-than-ideal job candidate. Is the owner here? Oh, yeah, the owner! Whatever. So I can only work Monday through Wednesday sometimes, and i got to get out at 2 p.m. sharp. Band practice, you know? We're big on covers. Like how Progressive covers both businesses and commercial auto. Anyway, sorry I'm late, but being late is sort of my thing. All the coverage your business needs at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Resume? Nah, I don't really do those. I just like to come in and let my personality shine. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as always, if you're calling or listening in in the L.A. area, you can call in at 424-258-9337. And if you're anywhere else, including right here in the beautiful, sunny, and warm when you're out in the sun, but beautifully cool when you're in the shade, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free call-in number is 877-697-9725. And if you'd like to log into the chat room, producer Kaina is in there manning the chat room, so you can log in, say hi to her, listen in for the show. And after the show, if you would like to ask me questions or make any comments, I will be logging into the chat room once I'm done. So... Today, I'm going to be addressing a question that one of the listeners uh, presented to me, and it's always really great when uh, listeners call in and comment or ask questions, and it's just been so wonderful to speak with so many of you. So, what I was asked was about a phrase that I use called holding space, and that's a term I use a lot. And... I wanted to clarify really what that means and how that can be an amazing tool to help someone move through a difficult time in their life. So when you're holding space for someone, that goes beyond just being there to listen to them talk. It goes into that place of giving them a safe place to be able to work through something, a safe place to be able to be themselves, 
whether that's to cry or to vent or to rant or to laugh or whatever it is that that person needs to do. And when you're able to do that for somebody, it really opens up to a whole new level of healing. And what I mean by that is that sometimes there are things that we need to say. There are things that we need to get out. And when we repress and hold things in because we don't feel safe in sharing it or because story that, no, I have to be strong, I can't let my guard down, I have to take care of all these people, so they need me to be this wonderful, strong person, so I can't let my own pain through. I can't let my own you know, state of needing somebody to be there for me you know, to come out. So when those things build up, it can have everything from emotional effects to actual physical effects. We all know that when stress is held inside the body, when there's no way to let it out, we know what that feels like within us and how frustrating it is and how tense it makes our entire system. Your body responds to that on a physiological level. It says, hey, there's a threat. And it doesn't matter whether or not there's anything around you, your body goes into the, well, the perception that something is threatening, fight or flight. When people are holding their emotions in, they have a tendency to become very angry or short with people or to speak out, but not about what's bothering them. They can be very difficult to be around. And I know that because I know if I'm letting things pile up, I can be very difficult to be around. It is a natural state. That energy has got to go somewhere. That energy has got to get out. So when you don't feel that there's any place safe for you to be able to just let the guards down and allow yourself to be in that moment, to be in that space, then it is going to back up on you. So when you're holding space for someone, that means that there's a whole ceremonial piece. You know, you can have them sitting there and you can, you know, burn some sage and and light incense and light candles and, and all of that. And then they come in and they sit down and it's like, okay, this is your space. You can be whatever you want to be in it and just let them. Or it could be just as easy as a friend and you know that they're going through something tough, you know, that that little thing that says, okay, I need to call this person. And you call them and maybe they start off with, oh, well, yeah, you know, everything's okay, everything's fine, you know, you know how it is and start off with the joke. And then you just kind of say, oh, well, you know, I was thinking about you and, you know, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Usually that is just enough to have the barriers start to go down. Well, you know, I have had a lot on my mind. Like, really, you know, do you want to talk about it? And it's important to allow them to choose to talk about it. Maybe they're not ready to go into it yet at that point. 
a lot of times, you know, they might. And then it starts to come out. And then it starts to manifest itself in just letting go verbally. Maybe they're really, really scared about something, but you have to move past them being really, really angry. And to be able to let somebody just vent, to let somebody just release, that is a very, very cool gift to give them. And the trick is, don't attach anything to it. The trick is to not try to fix them. Because in that moment, there is no fixing. There's just, you know what, let's just get down past the energy to what's really going on. And sometimes it's really hard not to want to try to fix because by fixing, then, you know, well, they're better and I'm better and I'm a wonderful person for having helped them be better. Maybe they're not ready to be better yet. So it is important to let somebody go through that hard part first. Let somebody go through, you know, even if it's saying or expressing things that normally that person would not say or express. Just let them, let them do it. The agreement is, is that's a safe place and they can say whatever they want. They can express physically within certain boundaries. It's like, okay, no, no hurting the person with you, no hurting anything in the room. But if you need to pound on a pillow or scream in a pillow or, you know, do something, that's okay. What this does is it allows someone to really accept that it's all right for them to be in the moment with their emotion. And this can be worked through with grief. I mean, the five stages of grief apply to so many things I mean, it's not just about someone passing away. You can be grieving the loss of a relationship. You can be grieving the loss of a job. You can be grieving the loss of the happy ending that you thought was coming. You can be grieving the loss of the attachment you had to something. It really doesn't matter what it is that you were holding on to. The thing is, it needs to be released. It needs to be let go. And having somebody just sit with you, not judge what you're saying, not judge what you're doing, and allow you to just express, that allows them to feel safe with you. And if you're the person who needs to be able to have that space held, if you're the person who is holding stuff in and holding stuff in, and you really don't feel like, for whatever reason, you don't feel like you can talk to the people around you. Maybe you don't think that they have the same perspective on what it is that you're going through. Maybe they haven't gone through it. I mean, there's a lot of people who want to be there for somebody, and they really don't have a perspective on what that person is going through. Now, does that mean you can't hold space for them? Absolutely not. You can, you just have to be able to hold the space from the perspective of, okay, I have no idea what this person is dealing with. I have no idea what they're doing or, you know, what's 
or what's being done to them and how it affects them. I've never been through this before. I've never dealt with this before. And you can still be there for them and let them explain it. Let them work it through. You know, don't ask them to explain it. Often the explanation will come out. Just sit there and hear what they have to say. And for the person who's listening, it's important that you don't try to relate it or force it to relate to something you've been through. Oh, well, I haven't been through that, but I've been through this and this is just like it. No, it's not. Not for them. Be careful about projecting your story onto their story. Because at that point, it's really not sure what their real story is. It may seem to be something on one level, but as it goes through, maybe it's something totally different. So if you're relating your story to the story that is the first one to come out, that may be totally off from what is really going on. That's the thing that you find out by not saying anything or at least by saying very little. You know, an occasional, wow, that must have been really hard. And letting them go through what they need to go through with it. So, let's say you're the person who needs the space help. How do you relate, you know, relate to the people around you that that is what you need? Because honest, people are going to guess. If they see that you're going through a difficult time, they're going to guess what they think is going on and may respond accordingly. Maybe if you're not getting out and, you know, a person is very withdrawn, well, somebody might assume, well, this person just isn't, you know, getting enough sunshine. They're not getting enough exercise. They need exercise. So when you go to talk to them, they're going to come from the place that they figure is the starting point. So no matter what you say, it's like, well, bottom line, you just need to get outside more. And that may have nothing to do with what's going on with you. It may have everything to do with what's going on with you. It it really depends. And it's important to be able to relay to someone what you need from them. If you need someone to just sit and listen to what you're going through, maybe to hold you as, you know, you cry and and mumble and all of that and not really ask you questions, just to be there and just to comfort you. Let them know that. And have some people in your life that you can call on for that. Different people have different relationships in different places in our lives. And some are really, you know, that close, dear soul friend, that chosen family that you can go to and say, you know what, I just need you to hold on to me for a few minutes and let me work through this. And they will know not to ask you anything. Just open their arms and hold you and let you go through it. And having done that for a lot of people and having it to have been done for me, that is so tremendously healing. You know, because that's like that first piece, that first emotional piece when you just feel like you're going to explode. 
that hurt in your heart just reaches that place and you feel the tears welling up in your eyes, to have somebody that you, it's like, okay, I need a private space and I need you to just hold on to me and hand me tissues and and I need to let let this out. They're the one who says, you know, I've got tissues. Come on, let's sit down. And they just hold you and let you drain yourself of that energy. I know when that has been done for me that that moment spent, you know, it meant more to me than really almost anything else. And it allowed me to be able to level off, balance myself enough to where I could talk about it. And, you know, that's the second piece. Having somebody that, you know, you can talk to who's going to be there for you, who's going to not judge you and just say, okay, and not try to fix you. That's not the moment to fix. That's the moment of releasing. Let the release happen. Let yourself be honest. Let yourself say what you need to say to be able to further release that energy. And then you can take a breath, drink some water, and then decide, you know what, I really can't talk about it right now, but I will when I can, but thank you for letting me just let go. And a person does not pursue it. So it's really important to let people know what you need. When I have a new patient or a new student or somebody who I'm working with come in, even if I've got an idea what's going on with them, I always start with, how can I help you? Because it doesn't matter what I decide, you know, it's like, well, they called me because, you know, they told me that they were having back pain. And that's tremendously straightforward, and as a chiropractor, I deal with that a lot. And when someone comes in and they sit down, maybe the back pain isn't the the start and the beginning. Back pain is where it ended, but that's not necessarily where the problem started. I let them sit down. I watch what they're doing. I let them do most of the talking. I ask questions that encourage them to talk if that's appropriate. And being able to ask questions that don't judge, that don't direct, but invite a response. You know, these are open questions. A great one when somebody is going through something, you know, is, you know, wow, I'm so sorry. That must be so hard for you right now. And two, um, you must be feeling bad right now. Or, you know, it's like, no, it's, you know, I can see that, you know, this is really kind of hard for you. Or, you know, because sometimes if you just say, how do you feel, people don't know in that moment how they do feel. Maybe they're confused. So, you know, you can kind of guide them a little bit. You know, because if somebody is, is sitting there, they're weeping, they're, they're very distraught, and it's like, wow, that must be really hard for you. As opposed to saying, wow, you feel bad. Or, you know, well, I went through that and I felt this. At that point, nobody wants to know what somebody else felt. They're dealing with what they are feeling. You needing 
to have somebody hold a space for you, a safe landing field for you. Or if you are there to be able to provide that for someone else, these are both tremendously healing spaces to be in because as you allow someone to hold a space for you and and show them how to do it, let them know, okay, this is what I need from you. And make sure it's someone who will supply what it is that you need from them. And, you know, it can be a, a spiritual counselor. It can be a friend. It could be a teacher. It could be, you know, almost anybody in your life can hold that space as long as they know how. If this is somebody who you know yeah, constantly will turn the conversation to themselves, will talk about themselves, or will give you like about two minutes and then start talking about some drama that they're involved in, that's not the person to go to. They can be a wonderful friend, and they're not the person to hold space for you. They're not the person to hold that type of space. Best way to do that, first off and foremost, say as little as possible. Just be tell you what's going on, observe them. You know, we've talked about being empathic and feeling the emotions that others feel. You don't have to have that. You can just observe. You can tell when somebody is going through something really bad or, you know, or they're really angry or they're frustrated or whatever. Be able to not get sucked into their story because it's not about you feeling sorry for them. You know, that's that's also one of the traps that, you know, if you are holding space for someone, don't get sucked into feeling sorry for them. You don't want to be in the same emotional space that they are. You don't want to be, you know, have who are devastated emotionally. You can have compassion for what they're going through and just, you know, acknowledge that you're really sorry they're going through it. To be able to hold that that container, because it's also called holding a container, that they can, you know, let all of their stuff pile up in and you're going to keep it safe and then you're going to move it to the side and it's like, okay, now we're going to, we'll be able to work with this. You know, if you want, we can talk about it. Or we can find somebody for you to talk to because sometimes after that, you know, initial thing, Maybe the best thing is to get them connected up with a professional counselor, depending on what's going on. And, you know, just listening to them, helping them figure out what it is that they need. And, again, if you're the person letting people know what you need and if the process is going in a direction you don't want it to go into, then reverse it. Then say, you know what? I need to stop talking to you right now or tell them what they can do. I understand you want to give me advice. I don't need advice right now. I just need you to hear me. I need you to understand that this is what I'm going through and why and not say anything. So letting someone be able to do that for you. And I I do consider it an honor when somebody trusts me enough to be able to hold that space for them. And it really is 
a big, for me, to be able to allow somebody else to hold that space for me. There are there are a lot of folks who I know, and out of them, I'm very fortunate to have a, a fairly, you know, good few people who I know that if I just needed to have somebody bear witness to what I was going through, to talk without having anybody try to fix me or fix the situation and just let me let it go and cry or laugh or be angry or scream in a pillow or punch a pillow or something like that, to be able to let me go through that and just be kind of a peaceful, safe place that I can do that in. Because most of the time, once you get that energy out, then you can be able to find your own balance point. I mean, this is all about us finding our own answers, really. It's it's not about anybody going to anybody else for answers. The answers are within. The answers are there. They just need to be able to be reached. As a chiropractor... I deal with the idea and, you know, what I base my entire career around and my work is that ultimately the body knows the position it needs to be in. The structure knows positioning is. Life can sometimes cause the body to forget that. And when the body forgets it, it's my job to gently remind the body, no, this is optimal. Because the body gets used to the misaligned position and then believes that's normal. Sometimes people are going through so much that they believe that that state of sadness or anxiety or whatever is normal. And they begin to pattern their lives around it as the body will pattern its movements around it, a segment that's out of place. My place is to come in to allow the body to re-experience balance, to re-experience the optimal position, and then back off. And then maybe I need to remind it again, and then back off. And allow the body to be able to be self-maintaining. So... Each of us have the capacity to have the answers to the things that we want to be able to bring forth in our lives and to be able to move through stuff. I mean, more than likely we know we just don't want to do it right then because we don't feel like it, which is okay. It's about allowing ourselves that place of, of the pity party. There's nothing wrong with a pity party. Just don't stay there. Don't pitch a tent. Don't lay down foundation. And certainly, you know, don't invite people into it that you know are only going to want to throw their own pity parties. Set a time for it. You know, say, all right, I need one hour to have a pity party. It's like, okay, you got one hour. And let them do whatever it is, you know, the vent or whatever, however unreasonable it seems. In that moment, they need to be able to be unreasonable. We all need moments that we can be unreasonable. It doesn't mean we're going to stay there. It just means that that's what we feel right in that moment. So honor it because it's a part of the healing. 
you can't get to the good parts without working through those dark and stinky places because it's by shedding light on that that you can get to the good part. And the dark and stinky places don't seem so bad. Facebook is really a lot of fun, and you can friend me on search under Dr. Eileen Augustine. And people come up with sayings and things. And I found one that is perfect. It says, your job is not to judge. Your job is not to figure out if someone deserves something. Your job is to lift the fallen, to restore the broken, and to heal the hurting. And sometimes the best way to do that is by letting someone go through what they need to go through and hold a space for them or to have that space held for you. So I thank you again for joining me on this beautiful Thursday. I wish you a wonderful, 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 amazing week. And if you'd like to learn more about me, you can check out my website at the-healing-house.com. You can also email me at healinghouseradio at the-healing-house.com. And if you feel so inclined and want to chat, you can call me up at 408-372-2840. So for those of you who are in the Bay Area, um, I'm located in San Jose, so you can feel free to connect with me. We can do one-on-one sessions, and I can also do one-on-one sessions over Skype. So I wish you balance. And I wish you blessing. I wish each and every one of you someone who will hold that beautifully for whatever it is that you need. And I also wish for you that you will let people know when you need that space held for you. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what walk in life you are, what age you are, how many life experiences you've had. We all need someone to hold that space for us sometimes. And we all need someone that can understand and respect exactly what we need. Because once more and more of us start getting used to being able to deal with each other in this way, I think communication overall will be a lot better. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.